Blog Talk Radio.
I made hell in the heavenly places and earth very uncomfortable. They don't like that people are being touched, the life are being changed, the people are being saved, and so much more. Praise the Lord for all that because it's the Lord doing, brothers and sisters. And the devil is not happy, but we're not here to make the devil happy. We're here to make God happy. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, it was awesome to be able to intercede all night long. I, I, the Lord gave me the strength, believe me. I, from 11 o'clock to 7 a.m. Without, without sleeping, brothers and sisters, just praying in the room, praying, 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 praying. And the presence of the Lord was so strong. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. And God knows that I needed it. I praise God. And he made it happen. He made it happen. Praise the Lord. And my son came 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 out of the came out of the, the hospital. I ended up going to emergency after the last seven. The pain was too great. And and the stone had already moved, the kidney stone in me had already moved. When I went to the hospital, what the doctor said it already moved. It's coming down, but it's big and it's coming down slow. Praise the Lord. And so this morning when I got up, uh, my sister was telling me, you need to stay. You need to stay. You cannot drive. You cannot drive back to North Carolina. You're going to have to stay. How are you going to drive 10 hours? And I'm like, I, need, I, need, I, need, I, know I got things that I need to take care. Praise the Lord. I know I needed to be here on the Lord's Tower. And, and in the moment this morning, I said, I need to be in North Carolina. I said, the Lord touched my sight. After her sister asked me, uh, uh, I heard that you need prayer because I put it on Facebook. Praise the Lord. And I felt the, the anointing of the Lord just touched me on the side. And the pain immediately, immediately left me. Brothers and sisters, and I knew I could drive. I said to my wife, all right, praise the Lord, I can drive. Thank you, Lord. I still have the stone. Amen. But I know the Lord is going to take it out. Praise the Lord. I know it's going to come out. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. God is good, brother. And everything, brothers and sisters, everything uh, works for the good to the end of love the Lord. That's what that's what's in my in my in my heart. Hallelujah. I was I was meditating on this. Everything works for the good. And I was even saying, Lord, how can this work for the good? It says in Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work for together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. God has called us with a purpose. Our life is not a, co- a coincidence, brothers and sisters. What we go through is not a coincidence. A lot of people think that things that are happening to them are coincidence, and uh, they, they don't understand that it's according to his purpose. God has a purpose. Even with the things he allowed to happen in our lives, like in the case of Job, the testament of Job, it had a, a greater purpose. And at the beginning, Job did not understand what was going on. And, and so I had learned in the Lord to wait on God. I had learned to be patient. I had learned that when things like this happen, I don't curse God. I don't get angry at God. I'm immediately looking for the purpose. What is the purpose of this? And I may not understand at the moment what is the purpose of God, but I have learned to wait. I have learned that God is going to give me a way out of this. 
that he's not going to leave me any. I have been serving God for over 20 years. And in every problem that I got in myself in it, hallelujah, God has gotten me out. I have seen the hand of God in my life. He has healed me. He gave me a new liver. At one time, my mother was having heart problems, brothers and sisters. And, and God used me to heal my mother. My mother told me on the phone, now my mother, if anything happens in the family or her life, she called me immediately to pray for her because she knows God will do something right away. She has seen this, how God just does it. Praise the Lord. And I tell you this, I began to have heart problems. And I began that God will heal my heart. I began to pray. I began to call on the Lord. I knew God had an answer for my problem. My heart began to fail me at one time. And I got very concerned, but not so concerned that I was going to deny God and walk away from God. No. My concern is the word that God tells me that by his strife, by his wound, I am healed. And I have learned to stand on God's word. So as I stand on God's word, I am waiting upon the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because the prophet Isaiah and Isaiah 53, 4 says, surely, for sure, as we say today, for sure he has borne our grief, carry our sorrow, or as we say, carry our pain or suffering. Yet we did sting him, hallelujah, or we, we didn't care about him, in other words. And stricken him, we beat him. It's men of God, smite by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. In other words, when he was wounded for our transgression, every single wound in his body, every single wound in his body meant something, had a purpose from God. Every wound that God allowed Jesus to bear upon his body had a purpose. And the purpose of God was that each and, and each and one of us can claim our healing. No matter what is going on, no matter what the sickness is, we can always come to God and say, God, look how much your son suffered for me on the cross. By his womb, I am healed. I claim this healing in Jesus' name. Oh, and Father God cannot deny himself. He cannot. It has to happen today, tomorrow. But it has to happen. He has to bring it to pass because God is not a man that he will lie or the son a man that he will repent. I have heard this from great men of God. All I need is God's word. God promised to me because I know God doesn't lie. This Bible, they have said to me, it's all I need. I knew a man who is in heaven today. I saw God using him. The miracle that God did, one of his daughters died on the mother's womb. In the hospital, he went to the hospital, and his wife was crying. Because and, and, the doctor had informed her 
that the baby was dead in the womb. Oh, I love Pastor John. He's in heaven today. Oh, God, you know, when you see the hand of God through someone, Shalom, brother body, it is so awesome. Oh, God, God is so awesome. And Pastor John went to the hospital. His wife just informed him what the, what the doctor result was, that the baby was dead in the womb. And Pastor John said, I know what I need to do. I declare fasting until God brings my baby back to life. He declared fasting that day. He left the hospital and said, honey, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lock myself in that room fasting until God brings my baby to life because God gives and God takes away. It was God that gave me that baby. That baby cannot be dead. I do not take the result from the, from the doctor. And, doctor and, and, and Pastor John went home and began to fast and began to pray. Praise the Lord. You know that when a baby is dead in the womb found by the doctor, they have to do something almost immediately. That, that praise the Lord, that baby cannot remain in that belly. And that wound, dead. The doctor, they either want to give you medication right away for that baby to come out. They have to do something, brothers and sisters. The mother can suffer from the baby being dead in the womb. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. And as he prayed that night, God says to him, God says to him, I gave you that baby. And as I give life, receive my promise. And the power of God hit him so strong that he flew in the air backward, like four feet on the air, under the power of God. Thank you, Lord. He said, Lord, thank you. And as he cried, he said, he said to his wife, our baby is not dead. And when they rechecked the wife again, the baby was alive. The baby was moving again under the power of God after God has spoken to him. You and I can always trust in the Lord. God is not a man that he will lie. You and I can always go back to the Lord. When my son had a seizure yesterday, I, I took his body shaking. His eyes, his eyes were twisted, and I lay hand on his chest. And I remember to rebuke that spirit of seizure, and immediately I saw how the body reacted. I took authority, praise the Lord, and I rebuked that, and my son began to come out of it under the power of God. The Lord was there with me. Praise the Lord. We can always trust the Lord. We can always trust what his word says. It don't matter the situation. It don't matter where we are. As long as you know God's word, we need to know the word. We need to quote the word. We need to claim the word. We need to claim God's promise because God cannot lie. Everything works, hallelujah, for everything works for the good, hallelujah. All things work for the good, hallelujah. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Remember when you go through one of the most difficult situations in your life, 
that there is a there is a purpose of God behind. There is a purpose of God behind it. Don't be afraid. Do not fear. My wife began to cry. I said, calm yourself down. Calm yourself down. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God has called us, brothers and sisters, and this is for everyone. This is for each one of us, brothers and sisters. Yes, if we get afraid, if we let, if, if we let fear take, take hold of us, the, the things will happen, brothers and sisters, and we will do nothing about it. We will do nothing about it. We need to learn, hallelujah, to control our emotion. It's not, it's not okay to just to see your baby shaking, twisting the eye under a seizure, brothers and sisters. We, we get scared, but at that moment is when God wants you to act, take action, lay hand, take on the authority of the Lord and pray, and the Lord will never let you down. Hallelujah. He will never leave us to shame. That's what he's calling us for. That and he, he's testing us always. That's why he allows it, brother, to test our faith. Our faith, which is more precious than gold, is being tested all the time. A lot of people don't know that their faith is being tested all the time. Their faith is being put through the fire all the time, brothers and sisters. We are being tested. Our faith is being tested. This is why we go what we go through daily. You don't know what tomorrow brings. But know that God is in your tomorrow, that Jesus is with us today, and he's in our tomorrow. Hallelujah. And what we are going to give more of Jesus, more of Christ. He's in our yesterday, he's in our presence, and he's in our tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We are being tested. And we need to, hallelujah, when the test comes, take action. God wants you to take action. Sometimes God just wants you to pray. Pray. Believe that the prayer of the righteous avail much. Don't be afraid to pray. Don't be afraid to tell someone, may I pray for you. No matter what's going on, don't be afraid to say, let me pray for you. Let, let me pray for this problem. I have people, I remember people that call me uh, with a problem, an, an urgent problem that needed money or a lawyer or, or someone to, to immediately act and maybe write a check for, for whatever money. Praise the Lord. And I said, let's pray. And the situation has been changed by God immediately, brothers and sisters. And the person, all the person was thinking was about money. Money is good, but it's not the solution to every problem, brothers and sisters. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. You may have the money to pay whatever comes, whatever attack comes, but if it's an attack, if it's an attack, God wants you to come to him. If it's an attack that God is allowing you to go through from the enemy, God wants you to have the armor, the armor that talks about in Ephesians 6, 10. Hallelujah. For finally, my brethren, be strong. It doesn't say be weak or be afraid or run away. For finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. What is the power of his mind? The Holy Spirit. God is asking you and I to be strong in the Holy Spirit, to be strong in the power of the Holy Spirit. How are you strong in the power of the Holy Spirit if you don't fast, if you don't pray, if you don't call upon the name of the Lord? 
You need to be you need to be strong in the spirit. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. As you seek more of the spirit, as you come to God and repent things, He will strengthen your spirit. And now you are strong in your spirit. And when something happens, an attack of the enemy happens. Hallelujah. You're finally strong. Finally, brother, my brother, be strong. And another word Paul is saying, what else can I tell you? You just need to be strong in the spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear sister. You just need to be strong in the spirit. And when you are strong in the spirit, and an attack of the enemy comes against your health, against your family, no matter what, what the attack, we have prayed for cards. Some people cards have broken down. Let's pray. Praise the Lord. God will either supply a mechanic or the car begin to work again. Praise the Lord. We have prayed for cards that, that used to break down that never break down again. Never, never. The person say, we asked the person, did the car break down again? Never. It had never broken down again. Only that day. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Money is not the solution to every problem like many people think. God is. Jesus is. Jesus is, brothers and sisters. He can fix anything. Can fix anything. Praise the Lord. And you, how do you find out that money is not the solution? When you learn to trust the Lord, and sometimes you don't have money to fix your own car, and you have to pray and trust that, and you have to pray by, with faith that the Lord will do something. He, I'll fix your car. Thank you, Lord. And then it happens, and the Lord does it by faith. And then you know that now you can move on in the Lord. Now the Lord did it. Praise the Lord. If you have money at that moment, you have now learned to trust the Lord. The problem with people who have a lot of money, they have a lot of, they have a lot of problem trusting the Lord. Not just one. If you have a lot of money, you, have, you may have a lot of problem trusting the Lord. This doesn't happen to everyone. There are people who have money who trust the Lord. But there's also a lot of people who have money who has a lot of problems trusting the Lord because money is between them and God. And they have learned that when they have a need or a problem, they pay it off. And God don't want us as a believer to walk this way. He wants us that we will grow in our faith. Thank you, Lord. That we will grow and that we will come to him, praise you, Lord, and say, Lord, you help me. You help me. You help me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord does it, brothers and sisters. The Lord does it. Praise you, Lord. All things are possible with the Lord. As I, as I, after I went to the hospital in New Jersey, then I said, Lord, there was, was, was there any angel there that took care of me? He said, yes. There were angels in the flesh who God used that to take care of me. There were people really nice that went there. Like if I was one of the only and took care of me. Praise the Lord. God has a purpose for everything. We don't know everything. But if we learn to trust him who's in control, he knows exactly what he does. And then you'll rejoice because you may frustrate yourself at the moment because this is happening to you. But if you, if you learn to trust the Lord, the Lord will take care of you. And he knows how to. Praise the Lord. 
a lot of people have not been in the position where they learn to trust the Lord. And that's why they struggle with it. But as you cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, give, Lord, give me the faith to trust you. Help me to trust you, Lord. Begin with the little things, faith. Say, Lord, give me the faith that I may trust you. Lord, give me the faith that I may keep your commandment, Lord. Lord, give me your faith that I may be obedient. And you start with the little things. It's more of a, like a master seed. But I tell you that when God gives it to you, my goodness, the things of God you'll see happening, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. It is just like a master seed, faith. It may, it may be what you need. Maybe that's why God wanted you to hear this tonight. Because you're probably praying for something, but you don't have the master seed faith yet. And it's very small. If you have never seen a master seed, I suggest that you go online and Google and type in master seed. And look at the image of a master seed. And see how small it is. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Because as you, as you see how small the master sea is, praise you, Lord. I'm going to show you right now how small it is. I hope you can see it in your computer. I'm, I'm going to put it in the chat room. I want you to see how small your faith can be. But with that little faith, God can move a mountain. You can, you can speak to a mountain, and it will obey you. You will speak to your problem. You will speak to whatever you're going through, and it will obey you, brothers and sisters. And it's so incredible. The master seed, hallelujah, it is so small, but at the same time, it is so powerful. Click on that link there and see the master seed. See it in between two fingers. See how, look, look at it in the hand, how small it is. That's what we need. That must be what you need tonight. Maybe that's why God wants you to hear this message tonight. You may need just the master seed and nothing else. Because when you have the master seed, it's when your prayer will be answered immediately, practically. Because it's all in the word of God and the plan of God. I, I was asking the Lord uh, yesterday morning, this, 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 it was so incredible. The Lord is so incredible. I said, Lord, do I have the master seed faith? And he said, he showed me, yes, you do. Thank you, Lord. And I said, Lord, why am I praying uh, for this kidney stone to go away? It's not going away. Because it's not God's will, he says, yet. Because he has a purpose. What am I telling you? God has a purpose for this. Thank you, Lord. Let, let me show you again. Everything is in the purpose. It's according to God's will, says James. Now, Paul says here, and we know that all things work for good to those that God loves, to those who are called according to his purpose. God has a purpose. We're allowing something in your life. Because I said, Lord, do I have this master seat? I thought I had it. He said, yes, you do. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Then you said, okay, all right, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He let me see it. He showed me. Yes, you have it. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And this is this, this, this thing will frustrate people sometimes because God has spoken to them that if they speak to the mountain, it will obey them, and they see a lot of things happening in their life. God moving when they, when they go preach, that people get saved. When they pray for the sick, God heals them. Just speak a word. It happens to me so many times. Just speak a word, and people get healed. 
people learn, people get baptized, people receive gifts, and you see all these things happening. But sometimes a little problem, maybe a little sickness, something, something small, but frustrate you. But wait a minute, I've been preaching the word, I've been serving God, I know I have to pray. What is this happening to me? Punching the table. Say, what is this happening to me? Don't do that. Trust the Lord. Learn to rest on the Lord. My wife was telling my, my kids on the car to be quiet because she said, all I want is a, 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 a little peace and a piece of quiet. And I was meditating on what she said. And I said, I want a lot of peace and a little quiet. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want a lot of peace and a little quiet, saying to my kids. Thank you, Lord. Because the peace of the Lord, well, you, you have the peace of the Lord, you go through anything. People can be yelling. Things can be happening. Things, the city can be falling down. Earthquake can be shaking the city. You got the peace of the Lord. You are in the peace of the Lord. You're not like everybody else screaming to the top of the lung. Look, earthquake, earthquake. You know, tsunami, tsunami. You got the peace of the Lord. You're trusting the Lord. You are in his peace. Praise the Lord. So you might get a lot of peace, but very little quietness. <laughs> People may be yelling next to you, and they're looking at you and saying, what is going on with you? Don't you see what's going on? And you look at them, God is in control. Why should, it be, why should I be yelling to the top of my lungs when God is in control? You got all this peace in you. They have no peace. And now they also have no quietness. But you got a lot of peace, although you still got a lot of noise around you. See, what you need is the peace of the Lord. That's what he told us, that his peace, he gives is not like the world giveth. What, what give people peace is having a great army and a good government that will protect them and take care of them. But what about when your government is deceiving you and misleading you, telling you one thing when they're doing another thing? A lot of people believe that having great government, more government, will give them more peace, and that is not necessarily true because more government is more people to pay and less money to go around to take care of the need of other people. Praise you, Lord, and that's what's going on now. Praise you, Lord. But the Lord gives you peace, and, and according to his purpose, his plan, he'll help you come through whatever you are going through in your life that you find so difficult to deal with. If you have his peace, you will be able to deal with it. At one time in my life, all I paid was for peace. Every day I would come to the Lord, please give me peace. Give me peace. And the Lord started putting out his peace on my life. And I started seeing life in a total different way. Why should we be so concerned for this life, for the things that we may eat, or the things that we may wear? Doesn't he feed the birth of the air? Or dress the grass of the camp, uh, uh, of the countryside, or the grass of the field, that later be thrown into the fire. How much more ye of little faith, said Jesus, taught Jesus. Sometimes we don't notice that faith is a problem. We are seeing all these complications because of a lack of faith. But when we have the master see faith, we don't see this complication no more. Because we know by faith that God is going to provide 
one way or another, the provision of God is going to come. And it's going to come in due season. It's going to come right when you need it. God will take care of us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. So fear in your life can block you from seeing what God is doing. So pray that God will take care of all the fear of the devil. I remember one time, I asked the Lord this. The Lord said to me that I have fear of the devil in me, and I asked him to take it out. You won't believe how much fear I had in me of the enemy. And the Lord started taking all this fear out of my life, and it was incredible, powerful prayer. So, Lord, please take all fear of the devil from my life. And if you pray this prayer by faith, and the Lord begin to take that fear out of you, you, you are going to be shocked how much it is, how much fear the devil wants to put in our, in our life. How much of a garbage of fear he wants to put in our life. He thinks we're like a garbage bucket or something. He wants to dump all this garbage of fear in our life, and we are not a garbage bucket. Okay? We, we are not to be receiving all this garbage from the enemy. We got to repent all that fear and rebuke all that fear, and don't let all that garbage of the enemy come to your life. You're not a garbage bucket. Don't receive all his garbage from hell, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Fill your bucket with the oil of the Holy Spirit. So the devil can find no place to put anything in you because you're already filled with the Lord. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Then you have no place. The devil has no place in your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Lord. So there's nothing of the devil in our life. Nothing else can set in our life from the devil, from the world, because our life is filled with God. It's filled with the Lord, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If we are filled with, with the Trinity in our life, there's no space for nothing else, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. But it's up to us. It's up to us. It was up to Eve to say no to the devil. It's up to us to say no. We need to learn to say no and rebuke it. When you take action, it's when you take faith. It's when you walk by faith. If you do nothing, you're being inactive. You're not, you're not using your faith. And faith without action is dead. Faith without action is dead. We need to take action. We need to do something. We need to rebuke. We, we need to re reject what is not of God. We need to command it to go. We need to repent at first. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. And the Lord will help you. Always. The Lord will help you always when you call unto his name. He cannot deny himself. We are part of his body. He cannot deny his body, his own self. He will always help us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. He wants us to depend on him. Ephesians 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye might be able to stand against the wile of the devil. The devil is wild. While he's throwing anything in your life that he can. Praise you, Lord. The wires of the devil. Anything he can throw in your life, he will throw. And you're not a garbage bucket. Rebuke it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh or blood, but against principality, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of, the, of this world, against the spirits of wickedness in high places. So they are in this well, and they are in high places, and they're also in hell. Praise your Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. High places. The ruler of darkness of this world and against the spiritual wickedness of high places. They are up in the heavenly places. They're here on this earth. At one time, the Lord showed me these principality all over Boston, I remember. And, and, and man, there's so much accident happening in the highways. Young people killing themselves in the highways. And so much people shooting each other. Gang problem up north. So much stuff. Remember, the Lord showed me these principality. And as I rebuked, I began to rebuke these demons. All these violence began to, to stop. And I noticed that weeks of peace began to come. Brothers and sisters, when you hear a lot of violence in the nations, a lot of evil going on, a lot of people killing themselves and all that, those are principalities coming against people one way or another. And these principalities were towards buildings. I saw them towards 100 feet tall buildings all over Boston. And all over Boston, the news was gas killing each other, people rioting and killing each other. And all those things were going on, brothers and sisters, back then. And as I began to rebuke this demon, ask the Lord to take them out, I, rem- I remember all these violence seizing, people being most peaceful. You could drive through Boston now, and it was almost, everything was more calm. If, if a lot of people, when they hear all these news in these different states, of uh, 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 gang violence going on, people shooting. If they look at it from the spiritual, uh, from the spiritual that, that it is, because it begins in the spiritual, brothers and sisters, these demons, these principalities are sent to cause all these problems. And if you just look at the news and say, oh, poor, poor state, Louisiana, or Indiana, or, or New Jersey, or, or Boston, or, or or Texas and all this. Hallelujah. Uh, and you don't take action to rebuke these and to ask the Lord to take them out. You are letting them do all this harm and distraction. All you need to do is come to Ephesians 6 and read. All this while is then killing. And then coming against people. It's not against, for we rest not against flesh or blood. When they're coming against you, your ministry, your life, your family, your health, they don't want you to go on with your life serving God. You don't have to preach to be a witness. Just by you being, by you standing somewhere as a Christian with the Holy Spirit, at that moment you are witnessing to people, although you're not opening your mouth. People are being touched. I have people tell me this, brothers and sisters. I don't need to open my mouth when people get touched by God. Thank you, Lord, because when you are submitted to God and you're seeking God and you're repenting every day, God's spirit dwells in you. And what do you think happens to the people that comes around you? They get touched by the Lord. They can feel his presence. No matter if you're in the supermarket, in the mall, no matter what you are, they get touched by God. And at that moment, they, every time I confess that Jesus is Lord, I heard people, I was in the line in the supermarket, I remember, and these people got, I, I came out of prayer, the anointing was so powerful, and, and I walked by them, and they felt the touch of the, of, of the Lord in their life, and they began to praise God. I said, my goodness, God is in this place. Praise the Lord. And they, they, I would try to hide in the line, and look back to me. Praise the Lord, because I don't want to get no glory. It's all to the Lord. I don't want people to look at me and, oh, you're so anointed. No, no, no. It's up to the Lord. 
Praise you, Lord. Sometimes I pray with people, and the power of God comes down, and they're under the power of God. I'm like, whoa, what is this? I didn't expect this. Give glory to the Lord. Oh, glory to him, not to me, not to anybody. We need to humble ourselves even more. And the Lord has been talking to me about humility, humbling ourselves even more. Because the more we humble ourselves, the more that God can, can pull out more of his presence in us. And more people get touched. More lives get touched and changed. Thank you, Lord. It's, it's all glory to him. And that's what, we, that's what we want for Jesus to be glorified and all this. He was the one who went to the cross. We are just his servants, brothers and sisters. He went to the cross. So he is the one that needs to be glorified. Assaulted, worship. Thank you, Lord, because he's honored to be worshipped. He is worthy to be praised. It's all to him and not to us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. I have people say, uh, after, after we pray, oh, I, I want you to come to my church. I know God's going to touch people through you and my church. I, I said, pray. Pray to the Lord. Is that what the Lord wants me to do? Because they feel, they feel the presence and they, need me, they want me to come to the church. Pray. Pray. Ask the Lord. Don't go by your emotion. Praise the Lord. Then they're looking at me like, oh, you don't want to come? No, I do. If, if, if that's what the Lord wants me to do, I, I do. I will. Praise the Lord. I can, bring, I, I can bring his word. Thank you, Lord. But I know there's a lot of women of God and men of God up there that God uses but are afraid to speak. Don't be afraid to speak and open your mouth. Praise the Lord. As the Lord gives you words, speak it. If the Lord wants you to make YouTube videos, make it. Don't be afraid. The Lord will anoint you. The Lord will give you the word. And people will be saved. People will, life will be changed. But don't, don't let fear. Don't, never walk under fear, brothers and sisters. Never walk under fear. Walk under the fear of God, but not under the fear of the devil. Walk under the fear of God, which is different. Praise the Lord. Because, yeah, some people say, oh, don't walk under fear. Well, yes, I walk under the fear of God. We must fear God, not under the fear of the devil, though, which is totally different. The fear of God is God leading you. The, the fear of the devil is, oh, I, I go whatever I want. Uh -uh. That's not the fear God wants you to walk under. Walk under the fear of God. God leads you through his spirit. God tells you where he wants you to go and when. He'll lead you there. He'll open the door, and he'll glorify himself there. He'll use you mightily. And no glory will be to him because you know that it is him leading you. It is the Lord using you because we will have no anointing if the Lord doesn't bring it to us, if he doesn't anoint us. It is his anointing. It is his presence. It is his spirit. It is his power. It is him that does it, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. It is just for us to humble ourselves before the Lord, and the Lord will do the rest, brothers and sisters. Praise you, God, and glory be unto the Lord. But we wrestle not against flesh or blood. Remember that. Your fight is not against your wife or your family. Your, your family may be difficult, but it's the devil, the demon holding them back from seeking God. You might say, but I speak to them, and they don't want to listen to me. That means God wants you to fast for them. Because those principalities are not letting them go. They're not letting them go that easy. Your wrestle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against human. 
And that against you that you have told them a thousand times to come to church. A thousand times seek God. A thousand times read your Bible. One million times, like some people say. I have told them a million times to read the Bible, and they never do. You're not wrestling against them. You're wrestling against the demon that is holding them back. The principality that is holding them back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My sister says, speak to your niece. She she doesn't want to listen. I said, okay. I took a few minutes and I spoke with her. And then she listened. I knew that it, it, it wasn't her. You see? Praise your Lord. Oh, she doesn't listen. She doesn't want to hear. Praise your Lord. And I spoke with her for a few minutes. In a few minutes, she listened afterwards. Praise your Lord. When you know who you wrestle again, you have no problem. Praise your Lord. Thank you, Lord. At the same time, the devil came in the room to try to attack me. At the same time, took authority in the name of the Lord. He went. He went immediately. Praise the Lord. The demon that attacked my son, I took authority, rebuke it. He went out. My son recovered. Praise you, Lord. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And as long as we know what the word says, we can always stand on that word. That's what Jesus said. That's why people marvel at the ministry of Jesus. Because he, he went around Jerusalem healing all the sick, healing the blind, healing the lepers. Praise the Lord. In, in the, in, I like how, how Mark says it. Because he, he was rebuking the demon out of those people. And, and when he took authority over those demons, and the demon left, the person was healed immediately. He knew right from the beginning of his ministry. He went to fast for 40 days and 49, and the devil came to tempt him. He knew he wasn't wrestling against flesh and blood. Jesus knew that, 100%. He knew that his only problem in Jerusalem was not the, was not the people. It was the demon and principality, and he was going to rebuke them. Praise the Lord. Cast them out. Praise the Lord. And because everything submits to him, everything must obey him. Praise you, Lord. When he spoke to them, they left. When he came in there among the lepers, those are demons. He knew that. The demon came out of people. Praise the Lord. The, the, uh, all, all, the, all these people that were sick, he knew immediately what, what was the main problem. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people see a, a sickness or a problem, praise the Lord, and they want to find out why or who are the family, uh, through whom are the family this happened. Praise the Lord. They want to go further than that. Praise the Lord. But not Jesus. He knew. He knew. I'm looking it up now in the Bible, in the Word, just to show you in the Word that Jesus knew. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. Look what it says in, in Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He knew what he had. How he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by sickness. No. That's not what the word says. But all these people had a sickness that was oppressing them. Yes, they had a sickness oppressing them. But the measure behind the sickness that was oppressing them was the devil, the demons. Again, 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and how he went about doing good, and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. God is with you. Understand that. Jesus knew that God was with him. He knew that all these people in Jerusalem were oppressed by demons, devils. Peter calls them devil. Demons. Because when you read the parable, the parable says demons. But uh, Peter calls him uh, devil. Or Luke, they say Luke was the one that wrote the book of Acts. He calls them devil. They were all oppressed. Oh, look what it says. Healing all, every single person that, that Jesus encountered with a sickness or whatever problem they had, had a devil oppressing them in their life. Boy, when God revealed this to me years ago, I was jumping up and down. I immediately knew I was the key to the solution for healing, taking authority over the demon that is making that person sick. And it had not failed me in over 20 years. And over 20 years, as I prayed for people in the prisons, in the nursing home, in hospital, in the churches, brothers and sisters, it had not failed me when I had taken authority over the, the demon of sickness over people's lives, brothers and sisters. And the devil, as the demon had come out, the person has been healed. I mean, people thought I was crazy. Where did he get this teaching? It was the Lord that revealed it to me through his word. And I'm sure that we use now. All who were oppressed, they were all oppressed, God revealed to me, all oppressed by the devil. Every single person at least had a demon. Some had thousands of demons in them. That's why it requires a lot of fasting. So God led me into fasting. Lots of day in fasting. Sometimes I will fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Sometimes I will, I, will, I will fast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and Thursday while working, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. But the Lord never failed me when I went out to do ministry and took authority when, someone, when I would ask someone, what is going on with your arm? The person would say, I got this pain in this arm, and, and I went to the doctor, and they had given me medication for this. But they cannot, they, they, they cannot tell me exactly what it is. It might be arthritis. Young people, it don't matter the age. Or older people, young, young people, don't matter. And I said, when did this start in your life? Man, it has happened a year ago, two years ago, three months ago. Praise the Lord. I knew that at that day when the pain started, the demon entered to this person's arm. I said, hold your arm up. Lord, I take authority over that demon in that arm. I bind that demon, and I rebuke it right now. You're going to feel it go. And the person says, I can feel it go. I can feel it go. I said, move your eye now. You, you feel any pain? No, it's gone. And I said, let me see. You feel any pain? I will press the arm. Do you feel any pain? No, no pain. It's gone. The pain, is, the, pain the person confessed is completely gone. And I just took authority over the demon. And that person went to the doctor several times, took several medications for the pain. And the, the pain will come with Will, will come down with the medication, but it will come back again after the med medication was gone. Praise the Lord. And, and, and just in a minute, rebuking the demon, the pain is gone. And people say, what do you get this teaching? Who's teaching this? Not even my pastor was teaching me this. I got this from the Word. Reading the, spending a lot of hours in the Bible and reading what the Word of God says. And when I read Acts 1038, that's why I remember I went to the 
Acts chapter 10 immediately, and I'm going down in the book of in chapter 10, and I get to verse 38. Did you hear it? He went about doing good and healing all. Look at the word all is there. And I'm reading out of there. I believe it's the King James. That's the one. That's the Bible I have for many years. The King James. Praise you, Lord. And it tells you clearly all, all that were oppressed by devil. Let me see what the Geneva says. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Right out of the word. Right out of the word of God. And people say, where did you get this teaching? Praise you, God. To where how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and with the Holy Ghost and with power, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was for him. Same in the Geneva. Praise you, Lord. It is the same demon oppressing people today. There, there are hundreds of people, including Christians, that are oppressed by demons in some part of their body. And sometimes they got to take medication, they got to take pills, they got to do this, they got to do that. I'm not against that if you have a pain, you take a, a medication. But learn to take authority over the demon first. Take authority. Usually when the demon goes, the pain goes, the sickness goes, because that's what Jesus did in his ministry. He knew that all those people in Jerusalem and all about up and down, were oppressed by demons, devils, to the writer of Acts. And what did he do? He went about rebuking the devil. And when he rebuked the devil, all these people, they had all these, uh, the lepers, demons, devils. The people that could not hear or speak, devils, demons. When he took authority over them, the person spoke again. You don't know how much the devil wants to enslave human beings. He loved to enslave human beings, especially if you have no knowledge of the word of God. The devil will enslave your life, your family life. That's why you need to know the word, and you need to believe the word, and you need to ask for that master of faith. If you don't have faith tonight, if you don't have faith right now, I want you to begin tonight asking God for that master of faith for whatever you need in your life. It might be that you've been praying for something in your life to be healed, and God has not healed you yet. It might be that God has a purpose for your healing. But a lot of healing happens instantly. It happens instantly, brothers and sisters. A lot of healing happens instantly. Other healing takes some time. That's why we need to learn to be patient. Patient, Lord. But it might be that you're missing the master see faith. You're missing such a small thing in your life that will change your life and other people's life, your family life, brothers and sisters. It will change everyone completely in your family. Thank you, Lord. I was talking with a friend of mine and my brother in New Jersey. How, how many of my friends have, be, have come to the Lord? I began to pray for them years ago. And many of them, almost all, are saved today. I come to the Lord. Praise you, Lord. When I began praying for them, I remember doubting. I began with doubt whether God was going to save them because of, the, of their lifestyle. But God, with, when God gives you that master see of faith to pray for them, he will save them. No matter what they're in, he will reach out to them and save them. And I thank the Lord because most of my friends, they're all saved. That I went to high school, brothers and sisters. Went to high school. We were talking about them. I actually encountered one of them 
two days ago in New Jersey, and and last time I spoke with him, he was telling me how the, how he came to the Lord and how grateful he is for coming for the Lord saving his soul, and and now he's serving the Lord. And my goodness, and I'm telling these were, these were the troublemaker high school. Now they're saved today. They have come to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We need to pray for the mastery faith. It, it is it is a major of importance. It is a major. Because when you have that master see and you pray, God answers your prayer. People get saved. God will reach out to them in such a special way that they will come to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Remember, everyone up there without Christ is oppressed by a demon, at least one. At least one. Remember Jesus telling the story when a person when a person walks away from God or the, or the person backslides, that, that demon goes to get seven more. And they come to the house and they find the empty, brothers and sisters. So everyone up there without Christ as a demon oppressing their life. And if you look at people in the natural and you don't see how Jesus saw them, that they had a demon, again, I'm going to read it again. I want you to pay attention to God's word. The Geneva 1038 of the book of Acts. We have God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So all the people that Jesus encountered in his ministry. Shalom, Brother Lane. All the people that Jesus encountered in his life were oppressed by a demon, a devil. All of them. How they became healed, the devil left. When God revealed this to me years ago, man, to me it was like hitting a jackpot. Like it was so precious to me to go out and do ministry knowing this. Because I knew after I took authority over the demon. The person will be healed. That's exactly what happened. Praise the Lord. And when I talked about it, people said, where do you get this, this teaching from? And it's out of the word of God, brothers and sisters. Again, Ephesians 6, uh, 12. For we wrestle not against flesh or blood. That's human. We are flesh and blood. Paul says to the brothers and sisters, you're not wrestling against each other. You are not wrestling. Your trouble is not your brother or your sister. They're not the one making your, your life a living hell or, or coming against you. It may seem sometimes, but it's not, you know, because if, if someone is not seeking God and someone is backsliding, a devil can use that person. Praise the Lord. And that person can come against you. That happens. Uh, we have Jude. He came against Jesus. Even Peter at one time came against Jesus. And, and he said, uh, Jesus rebuke him as, as he talked to Satan and Peter. That could happen, brothers and sisters. What happens all the time. But see how Jesus, as he rebuked Peter to se- step away from me, Satan, he spoke to the demon in Peter because it's a demon in the person, brothers and sisters. And a lot of people, this is what they miss, that they focus on the person, they insult one another, they argue against one another, and the devils are laughing. 
having fun because they're making people come against each other, and the devil knows that it's not it's not them. It is the devil doing it. Be ye not the seed of the Lord. Revelation 13, the bees that see them all. Uh-huh. Boy, is he having fun. The bees that see them all. You just see them all. The devil is having so much fun with people because he's doing all these things and he's sitting back laughing and he watched people fighting each other, coming against each other. He just see them all. Jesus started Matthew 24, bees you now deceived. Praise the Lord. If you know the word, if you walk with the Lord, the devil cannot deceive you. Right now, the beast is using Turkey to come against Russia. He's using Turkey. He will not come against Russia directly because he knows how firm President Putin is, and he's using Turkey. For sure, there's a lot of money being given to Turkey for this. But he's laughing. He's trying to bring the peace between Turkey and Russia when he's the one causing the problem. The Revelation 13, the devil to see them all, the, the beast to see them all. Oh, man. He is having fun with the people in the media and CNN and Fox News because he's making all these things happening and all people can see as the, as the nation, the country, the people. People keep focusing on the people and the devil laughing doing this to them. Brothers and sisters, know the word of God. Believe what the word of God said. Do not doubt this word. This word is true as to a thousand generations. It's faithful. Don't doubt God's word. Believe what God's word says. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God is telling us the truth. Jesus is telling us the truth before it happened. So we will know he told his disciples. Praise you, Lord. Of the signs of the end, he told them in Matthew 24, the things that, but he said, be you not deceived. Because one of the things the devil uses to deceive, he does something and blame someone else. He does something in the spiritual. People cannot see him unless the Lord open your eyes. But then people blame each other. No, it was that country. No, it was that other country. And everybody getting uh, like India and Pakistan ready to nuke each other. Imagine India and Pakistan got nuclear weapons. The United States had to step in there and, and calm them down. They were ready to nuke themselves. The devil's creating all this problem among them. They're looking at each other. They're all, they're everybody ready to press the red button. Don't press the red button yet. Thank you, Lord. Don't press the red button in your life. Don't press the red button in anyone's life. Don't do that. Don't come against your brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. India is ready to press the red button. Pakistan is ready to press the red button. They're ready to nuke each other. They got millions of people. They press a red button. They're off the planet. They're dead. God have mercy. Thank you, Lord. In the tribulation, they will press a red button. I see that. The country will press a red button, and they are going to kill millions in, in a second or two. Praise the Lord. But that's in the tribulation. It's not time for anyone to press a red button yet. The church is still here. We're going to get out of here soon. We're going to be taken out of here soon. And the hard past of the rapture. Brothers and sisters, but the nations are getting ready to press the red button, brothers and sisters. We need to pray for peace. Thank you, Lord, that the Prince of Peace will bring peace on, on all these people. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I want to thank each and one of you who pray for I and my family, my family and I. I want to thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your prayers. 
your financial support, those that supported us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you very much. Continue to pray for us. We'll pray for you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I am praying uh, uh, for the people that are supporting this program, and I can see God blessing them abundantly. Thank you, Lord. God is really providing to those that support us, and I'm praying for them day and night, every day. Those that are supporting this program, praise you, Lord, and God is blessing many of them. Praise you, Lord. The Lord would, would, would confirm to me as he blesses people, and I'm so happy. Praise the Lord, what the Lord is doing. Uh, break generational curses on people. Don't believe in generational curses. Break on these Read Deuteronomy 28. I was actually talking to my brother in New Jersey about Deuteronomy 28. Amen. For that, sister. Uh, Jesus, my rock. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, yes, sister. sister uh, Jesus, my rock, has supported us. Thank you, Lord. There she got a new job. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord is providing. The Lord will continue to provide because the Lord is faithful. I've seen people that, that lose their job. If people that support and lose their job immediately, they find a better job or another job, and they're so happy. They say, Brother Elvin, my goodness, you know, praise the Lord. Uh, the Lord is so good. Thank you, Brother Body, Sister Brenda, everyone. Thank you, all of you, for your support. Continue to pray for us. Praise the Lord. I still got a kidney stone in me, but I know the Lord has a purpose with it. I know he has a purpose. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, with it. And I trust the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's awesome. He's great. I got the latest prophecy out of Israel and what's going on. I'm going to go ahead and play them. I want to come back tomorrow night, but life again, brothers and sisters. I know a lot of you miss us, and I'm coming back. I just came from New Jersey a couple of hours ago, an hour and a half ago. I need some rest, so I'm going to go ahead and rest, and I will be back tomorrow night. I just do not want to mix coming on the air tonight. Praise the Lord and sharing. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I kind of have a problem with this audio. Thank you, Lord. Lord, make this work. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. I'll go ahead and, and, and play another audio. And praise Not you, God.
you, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, my dear God. We thank you, awesome God, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love, your mercy, Lord Jesus. And in the word forever, Lord Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Oh, glory to you, Jesus, and now to anybody else, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love and your mercy, God, that endure forever, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Mighty Lord, let your presence, let everyone listening, Lord, come under the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jehoshaphat, the salvation of us. Lord Jesus, in Jesus, name Yeshua, name Jehoshaphat, name Oh, mighty Lord, mighty God, hallelujah, Jesus. Mighty Lord, in your name, cover every life, listen, every life that is going to join us and listen tonight, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, cover them with your blood, Lord Jesus. Cover them, Lord, with your mighty blood, with your holy blood. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus, in Jesus' name, Jeshua, name, Jehoshua, name, Lord, help your people again tonight, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, and minister, Lord, and be minister, Lord Jesus, Minister to their life, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. Yeshua, name Jehoshua, name mighty Lord. Oh, mighty God, in Jesus' name, we pray to God. Pray in your name, Lord, that you will minister to your people, Lord Jesus. According to the need of your people, Lord, let your presence, let your anointing, let your fire reach the life, Lord, reach whenever they are, Lord Jesus. No matter the nature, no matter the distance, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, there's no distance for you, Lord. You created distance, Lord. You created time, Lord Jesus, and now to you, Lord. Mighty Lord, mighty God, touch everyone around the earth, everyone, whatever they are, Lord. Touch the heart and life in Jesus' name. Minister to the heart and life, mighty Jesus. Mighty Yeshua, mighty God, mighty Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, minister to your people's life, Lord. According to the name, Lord Jesus. According to the need, Lord Jesus, we pray, we pray, we ask that your anointing, your presence, Lord, reach to as many lives as possible, Lord. And we know you can reach to anyone, Lord Jesus, every single life, Lord. No matter the condition, Lord, touch them. Touch them tonight in Jesus' name, Lord. In the name of Jesus, minister, Lord, to their need, Lord. Their need, mighty Lord, mighty God, touch them, Lord Jesus. And minister to your people's name, mighty Lord, mighty God. In Jesus' name, Jeshua name, Jehoshua name, mighty Lord, almighty God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. In Jesus' name, Jeshua name, Jehoshua name, O Lord, O God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. Minister, Lord. Minister, Jesus. Minister, O God, in Jesus' name, O God. To the need of your people, Lord, whatever they're struggling with, Lord, help them, Jesus. Whatever your people are struggling with, Jesus, help them, Lord. Help them, Jesus. Help them, Jesus. Help them, God. Hallelujah. Help them, mighty Lord, mighty God, in Jesus' name. Yeshua name. Jehoshua name. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to you, Jesus. Oh, glory to you, oh, Lord, oh, God, in Jesus' name, Lord. Touch the heart, heal the heart, heal the mind, heal the soul, heal the spirit, heal your people emotionally, Lord, psychologically, mentally, Lord. Lord 
Lord Jesus, physically, Lord, spiritually, Lord. Heal your people in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jehoshua name, oh God, hallelujah. Oh, Lord Jesus, minister, Lord, minister, Lord, to the need of your people, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, whatever they're going through, Lord, help them to go through, Lord. Help them to go through, Lord Jesus. Bring them to you, O Lord. Bring them to your presence, O God. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jehoshua name, O Lord, O God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Oh, mighty Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to you, O Lord. Oh, I am praise to you, Lord Jesus, mighty God, mighty Lord. Minister, mighty Jesus, minister, mighty God, according to the need of your people, Lord. According to the need, Lord, in the heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you're doing among us, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I hope everyone can hear me fine tonight, Lord Jesus, in this marvelous, beautiful Saturday. I hope everyone can hear me fine. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We've been working to make sure uh, we're, we're, we sound good on the air. Hallelujah. Working now with new equipment to make sure... Praise to God. Uh, we go on the air nice and clear every day. There is no problem. We are eliminating every problem. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. We are working with uh, new equipment, making sure, hallelujah, we don't end up uh, uh, being cut off like we're getting cut off all the time. Uh, problem with the microphone and all that. We're, we're trying to eliminate that once and all and just um, come on the air nice and clear. And, and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, bring the word of the Lord without any problem. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is so awesome. Our God is so good. The Lord is making it possible with his wisdom and his leading us always. Hallelujah. Teaching us. Hallelujah. How to do things. Hallelujah. Because he knows it all. We don't know it all. Hallelujah. And so we should be coming out, we should be coming out better now. As the day comes ahead of us, hallelujah, we're doing all this for the Lord and want to make sure his message comes out nice and clear. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I was just waiting for more people to log in. I want to share a revelation of the Lord this morning that I know it will be a blessing to God's people. Thank you, Lord. The Lord Jesus is so good, and he loves us so much. Praise you, Lord, and he wants us to... Uh, keep, his, uh, keep our eyes on him. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Keep our eyes on God. Hallelujah. Eyes and ears. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. For us to be in him and for him to be in us, that is communion. That is relationship. Thank you, Lord. And we are so grateful for Jesus, his love, his mercy, that endure forever, brothers and sisters. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. And so, uh, thank you, Jesus. We are, hallelujah, making an effort to, to praise his gospel unto all creatures as he has commanded us to. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. And so, uh, we, we, are, we, are, we are being grateful to the Lord. And as I said to the brothers and sisters, we must continue to preach his gospel, 
Thank you, Lord. We must continue to preach, hallelujah, in time, in season, and out of season. Just reach the lost, to reach those that need Christ, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much soul up here that need Christ in their life, that need to be changed by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we will continue to pray for more soul to be saved, for more to come to the Lord, and for more to be changed by the Lord, because Jesus Christ is the only hope humanity has. He is the only way. He is the only truth. And he is the only life. Hallelujah. There is none outside him. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Luke 21, verse 7, the Bible said that the disciple asked him, Teacher, which they said in Hebrew, Rabbi, when will this happen? Notice that it has a question mark. So it is a question. When will this happen? Happen what? Thank you, Jesus. What will be the sign where all this will occur? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Joshua, Yeshua said, I love this translation of the Bible. Yeshua said, be careful that you are not deceived. Many will come using my name. They will say, I am he. And the time is near. Don't follow them. Look what Yeshua said. Don't follow them. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Men will always require you to follow them. Hallelujah. Whatever teaching they bring, they always require you to follow them. Hallelujah. But when they come in his name, saying, I am Christ, here I am, or there he is, Jesus said, don't follow them. Thank you, Jesus. Be careful. Verse 9, when you hear a word and a revolution, don't be terrified. These things must happen first. But the end will not come immediately. Thank you, Lord. I'm saying this slow because it is important for us to understand God's word. And we have been warned by the greatest rabbi that ever has set foot on this earth, our Lord Jesus Christ. He told us, to be careful. He warned us. He taught us in his word. He revealed to us in his word that we might be, we might be deceived. And he said, be ye not deceived. Hallelujah. That, that would mean that there will be many trying to deceive us. Stand on God's word and be careful. Luke 21 Verse 10 said, then Yeshua continued, and Yeshua continued, hallelujah, nation will fight against nations and kingdom, against, hallelujah, kingdom. There will be terrible earthquake, 
I'm sorry, terrible earthquakes, famine, and the seafood disease in various places, terrifying signs and miraculous signs will come from the sky. Thank you, Jesus. Miraculous signs will come from the skies of various earthquakes in various places. So these things will come before the coming of Christ. And so, uh, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. We have to look forward to seeing an earthquake happening because Jesus told us they will be happening at the end time. And we know and believe by the word of God that we are at the end time. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, after waking up early, my son woke me up. Thank you, Lord. And praise you, God. The Lord had a plan with everything. And the Lord knows everything. Thank you, Jesus. And I tell you this, that as my little one Joshua woke me up, hallelujah, and I went and prepared him milk, hallelujah, and led him to his room. When I went back to bed, I needed, I needed to catch up on some sleep. And as I went back to sleep, the Lord took me out, out of my body, to show me the things that must come. But before the Lord, before I share what Jesus showed me, I want to say that I've been asking the Lord to confirm to me the things that are coming. Hallelujah. Is there soon? And we should be looking for them to happen soon. Hallelujah. And the Lord has spoken to me about a signs. He says, ask me for a signs. Ask me for a sign. And I remember I used to give the Lord many signs. And he will fulfill them to me. And the Lord says, ask me for a sign. Before these things happen, as a sign that they will happen. And then I started thinking, what sign would I give the Lord to fulfill for me? For me to know that these things are closed. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And so I asked the Lord, as the Lord has promised me, that we will have a home and our property ready before the judgment comes. But the Lord started showing me that I will have my, my, my land and my home before the judgment comes. Praise the Lord. And then the judgment will come. Started seeing in, in the revelation of the Lord that I already have my land. With, I was talking to my wife that I wanted at least 30-acre land. My house with 30 acre land, so I can receive many, many people, and many could come, and we will not bother our neighbors. Praise the Lord. But we were waiting on the Lord because the Lord showed me He will fulfill this. Hallelujah. And I tell you that in the revelation of the Lord, this is exactly where we were in our home with all these acres. And we had over three, between three and 5,000 people in my property from different states coming over. Hallelujah. And I was so surprised as I saw over 3,000 people in my property. They were, we, were, we cannot fit in my house because my house is not so big 
for for three to five thousand people. And praise the Lord, there was a same remembrance as what the Lord showed me back in Massachusetts before he brought me to North Carolina, that whatever property, whatever building he would have me open for a church and, and for us to gather together, it would have to be large enough to set thousands of people. Thousands will gather with us for service. And this time the Lord is showing me that there was so much people, there was no room for, for everyone to sleep in. The living room was not big enough for, for everyone to fit in my property, in my house. Thank you, Lord. It was between 3,000 to 5,000 people, including the children and the women, with so much people from the south, from the north to the southeast to the west, where I am. And the Lord, as he's shown me, he's going to bring them from everywhere for us to gather together. But it will be in harsh time. I know that a few people are coming over here now and would like to have, uh, we're planning to gather with us, for sure. But it's nothing compared to the amount of people that are going to come here, as the Lord has shown me. We're going to be in the thousands upon thousands of people coming here for us to gather together for service, for us to worship God together and, and, and do Bible study. And it's going to be so much people that when the Lord showed me this back in Massachusetts, I said, Lord, I need you to send me people that will come and help me, Lord, in the ministry. I need leaders, Lord. Shalom there, Sandra. Lord, I need leaders, I need brothers and sisters that will come and help me in the ministry, Lord, because these are too much people for me to do on my own, to work with everyone on my own. And the Lord showed me leaders. He says to me that he had heard my prayer and that he's going to send leaders from different states to come here and meet with us, and they will help me in his work with all these people that he's going to bring because this is God's doing. This is God's plan. This is what the Lord wants to do. He wants to prepare us, bring us together. There will be great feet on the land. At this time, the Lord is showing me one of the biggest earthquakes i ever seen. Hallelujah. This revelation the Lord has given our brother Efraim Rodriguez from Puerto Rico. It is so accurate. It is just so amazing. What, the, what brother Efraim, God has shown him about this meteor hidden near Puerto Rico that is going to create such a, a great tsunami. This morning, as the Lord is showing me this tsunami, in my understanding of a feet, it was about 600 feet tall, the way of the water, as the Lord was showing it to me this morning. But one thing the Lord was showing me, if he leaves the way 600 feet, right where I am, the tsunami will wipe it out. But the Lord showed me his hand of protection for us in this land, that the tsunami cannot get to where we are. It will not get to where we are. 
because the hand of Jesus, the hand of God, will be for our protection. And the Lord is not going to allow the tsunami to get get to where we are because he's going to protect us. As he told us, he reminded me that he will protect us. He's going to protect his people. It don't matter how large the tsunami will be, because it will be, and it is close. It is such a large wave of tsunami that it's going to bring so much destruction on Florida. Hallelujah. Miami will be wiped out. New Jersey and New York and Washington, D.C. and Maryland. Hallelujah. Part of Georgia, part of Massachusetts and Connecticut. It's going to be underwater. Such a large tsunami will do such a large harm. Such It will bring such a large destruction. I knew that there will be many states of the United States that will suffer great from their tsunami, great, hallelujah, numbers of lives will perish by this large tsunami. People from every state I come my way because every single other state that this tsunami has hit, hallelujah, praise you, Lord, it's going to be greatly damaged. Praise you, Lord. The destruction will be alive. Just as the Lord has spoken to his prophet Ephraim Rodriguez. And the Lord was showing this to me in the fear have taken over people because of the great dead of people and the great destruction that have brought upon these states. People were in great fear. And I'm, I'm among close to 5,000 people preaching the word of peace, the word of trust, the word of tranquility for people to trust the Lord. To keep the eyes on Jesus. That all, although all these people are dead now, our eyes must be on Jesus. We must trust the Lord. Among this great destruction, people's heart has been broken, trust has been shaken, faith has been shaken, and we point to the Lord. We point to the Prince of Peace, peace with the Lord, and now, hallelujah, to give up. Because many, I heard them saying, what are we going to do now? But the Lord is going to provide for his people, hallelujah, great protection and great comforting of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is still here to comfort us through the great hard times that are coming. These are serious, serious, serious timing. The joke is on them now. God has the last word. And have wine people to prepare. Have wine people to seek him. Have wine people to come to him, giving people his son and his spirit. 
that they might come to him for help. And always got them there with his eyes and arms open. Heaven doors have been opened for people to come to Jesus. But many have been marketing God, have been laughing at the things of God. Hallelujah. Praise to God. And God has the last saying in all this. He has the last saying. He said the first, the first word. He gave humanity the first warning. Whether they listen or not, that's the choice they make. And the choice they make comes of a great price. God have mercy. Thanks are moving forward. Jesus showed me the judgment will come. No more delay. It will come. And it's all in God's timing. All but it's coming. God has made up his mind. It's coming. It's coming. Although he's still giving people very little time to be ready, to get ready, to come to him. If people don't take the timing God has given them, they will be responsible for the result because the judgment will come. As God has said to his prophet, over and over again, God has been giving them warnings and warnings. And it's up to the people to take the message serious, to take the message to heart. Hallelujah. To hearken to God's word and believe God's prophet. The Holy Spirit has been there to confirm to them God's word. Even through vision and dream, he had confirmed them, spoken to them, and, told, and showed them that it's coming. But it's after the people to take it to heart. And the judgment is coming. A greater rabbi warn us. Hallelujah. In Luke 21, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. There will be earthquakes. Diamonds and dreadful diseases in various places, terrifying signs and miraculous signs will come from the skies. God dwells in the heavens above, but from the from the sky above, there will be terrible signs. Hallelujah! Terrifying signs, miraculous signs will come from the sky. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, like the, hallelujah, the meteor that God has shown above a frame. It will come, it will be fulfilled. It will come from the skies above. Many maybe will see them. The Lord already has shown some of his prophets, the meteor in the skies. And the Lord had even spoken through some of them that this meteor is going to hit his timing. And he has total control of this media, this stone, this rock. And it will hit where he said it would hit to his prophet, Ephraim. It will hit in his timing. But Jesus did told me before this revelation that the judgment is imminent. I was very surprised to hear from the Lord the word imminent because I've been very afraid. To even say that word imminent, 
until I heard it from Jesus himself when he used that word imminence. That's when I could say the word imminent clearly because something imminent, it is something that is welcome regardless of people's prayer. That's how I understand it. Hallelujah. It is imminent, the judgment. It is now time for the people of God to come close to the protector, to come close to the God and trust that he is going to bring us through this hard timing, this difficult timing that is ahead of us, and that he's going to protect us, he's going to keep us, he's going to comfort us, and he himself will be with us while all these things uh, will be going on. For those that don't believe, they will see it with their own eyes. They will see the water of the tsunami with their own eyes. They will see the news on the television with their own eyes. And they will hear with their own ears. There will not be any more the word of the prophet. There will be not any more how, how God said the Lord. Because they're going to see it on the television. They're going to see these things on the internet on their own computers, on their own television news channel. They're going to see with themselves the judgment that we are speaking of tonight and that God has been speaking through his prophet for more than two years now. It is about to be fulfilled. It is not no more for us to say that it will happen, but neither it will come, because it will come and it will happen and it's about to become history. It's about to become the past. It will not be the future anymore, but it will be the past. There will be great cries. There will be great suffering. And there will be great lust. But that's why our God in his mercy, that in zero forever, have kept up warning us, warning the nation, warning the world, of the things that he was about to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. And as Jesus has shown me for years, the many that are backsliding with this judgment that is coming, it is what he's going to use, specifically tsunami coming through Florida, will open the ears of the people in America, of the millions backsliding, to return back to the God. God wants his people to return back to him. But as things have been going through now, as things have been happening, they are not listening. As the word of God has been going out through media, radio, internet, and television, they are not listening to God. They've been ignoring God's prophet, questioning them, coming against them, and judging them. Well, God is faithful, and God has seen it all. And Jesus spoke to me one night and said, My son, I have given you that three signs video that you have put on YouTube. Exactly as I said in that video, I will fulfill my word. Because he said to me, it is my word. And I'm going to fulfill it exactly as it says in that video. Thank you, Lord. 
and I will bring many to you, as I said to you before. And after they see this happen, they will believe after they see it happen. Because I will make sure it happens, as I said in that video, the three signs video. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. And as the Lord has said through his, through his prophet Amos 3, 7, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed his secret to his servants, the prophet. He has been revealing these things to his prophet, as it said through his prophet Amos. Praise you, Lord. His word will come to pass, as he said. His word will be fulfilled. Thank you, Jesus. And the judgment that he has spoken of will be fulfilled, as he has said. Many are taking God's, hallelujah, mercy, long-suffering and mercy, as God, it's like a God has not spoken. They have said because God has been having so much mercy, they're taking God's word through his prophet for granted. But God is going to fulfill the word he has spoken to his prophet, not just because God don't want his prophet to go to trials and testing and accusation as some went through it. It is because God is not a man that he will lie. God is not a man that he will lie. He will fulfill his word. He will accomplish what he says. Thank you, Jesus. He will truly accomplish what he says. Thank you, Lord. And he has said through us, his prophet, that he's going to fulfill his word. Thank you, Jesus. And it will come to pass. And it's approaching, the judgment is approaching. And a day and an hour that no one knows. It is close, as he has said to his prophet. Hallelujah. And a day and an hour that no one knows. God is going to fulfill what he has been saying through his prophet. The judgment will come to pass. And God will have the last saying. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. God is good. God is awesome. And his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence and anointing, oh God, oh Lord. We thank you for your anointing and presence, Lord Jesus. Let everyone listen and come under the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, and be ministered by the Lord in a special way. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. After the Lord showed these things to me later on, afterward I, afterward, I went into prayer, and I was, hallelujah, asking the Lord of the things he has shown me, hallelujah, and he says it was the same judgment he has shown me back in Massachusetts, the judgment he has shown me, it is the same judgment that is about to be fulfilled, but I was so surprised to see a 600 foot wave coming to the United States, hallelujah, and as the water began to enter the land, it was terrifying for many people in the United States. They were shaking, hallelujah, and many will lose their life, and it will happen so sudden. It will happen so sudden. It will happen right when they're not expecting this. The way is too big. The tsunami heading this way, when that media hit, is too great. God have mercy on the people of Florida. Three to four weeks ago, when I visited Florida, 
the Lord came over me, his presence, and he started talking to me with an audible voice. And he says, the cloud that is present there in Florida, brother had taken a picture with his cell phone three weeks before I went to Florida. He said, brother Elby, what does this cloud over Florida mean? And I said, well, we will have to pray about it. I don't know. And when I visited Florida, I saw the same cloud still there. And I said, Lord, what does this cloud mean? Thank you, Jesus. What does this cloud mean, Lord? What does it mean for this um, cloud to be over Florida? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. And as he showed me the cloud, and I saw the cloud, Praise you, Lord. I was so surprised that the voice of the Lord came over me. And Jesus said to me that he was, hallelujah, cloud, because he was warning people, hallelujah, about the judgment to come. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Cloud, yes, meant a warning over Florida of the judgment to come. And uh, Jesus told me that it was him himself giving this warning through this cloud. Thank you, Jesus, to the people in Florida to repent, for them to come to him, that it was him speaking to them, for them to repent before it's too late. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I'm sorry if I had to add anything, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, please continue to speak to your people in Florida, Lord. And around other state, Lord Jesus, New York, New Jersey, Washington, Maryland, Lord. Please speak to them, Lord, to be in repentance, Lord Jesus, seeking your God. In Jesus' name, Lord, work in their life, your well, Lord Jesus. Praise you, God. I was stunned when the Lord spoke to me this way. Praise you, Lord. He told me it is I speaking to them, he says to me. It is I speaking to them through this cloud that they will come to me, he says. Praise you, Lord. He don't want anyone to perish. He don't want anyone to perish. He wants them to have eternal life. He wants them to come to heaven. He don't want no more soul going to hell. Jesus worked day and night for the Father and the Holy Spirit. So most soul come to heaven. Hallelujah, because many perish. Hell keep expanding herself because more people keep going to hell. Every single minute, so are going to hell. Great multitude of you lost on the earth head into hell. And God can see these things going on. And so Jesus said, no one comes to me unless the Father brings them. The Father He's evangelizing the world. So God lost the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God lost the world. He given his son for the world. He's evangelizing the world. Father himself is evangelizing the world for them to come to him. Come to his son. Come and have life. And have it abundantly. Under the blood. When you receive Jesus, you receive life. When you repent, your sin 
in the blood of Jesus cleanse you, then you have abundant life because life is in the blood, the life of Jesus. It's in his blood. And when you repent and his blood cleanses you, there goes the abundant life of Christ over you. Thank you, Jesus. This abundant life in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. He came that we may have life, salvation, and that we will have it abundant in his blood. He wants to, hallelujah, he wants to put his blood on the sinner when they repent. He wants his blood to cover them. He wants them not only to have life, salvation, but to have abundant life, his blood cleansing them. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. He loves us so much. He wants his blood to be over us. He wants to give us abundant, abundant life. Abundant life. Life is in the blood. Abundant life. The blood of Jesus is in his blood. The life of Jesus. When we are cleansed with his blood, we are given it. Hallelujah. Abundant life. The, blood, the life of Jesus. Hallelujah. He don't want anyone to perish. He don't want anyone to perish, brothers and sisters. He wants people to receive that abundant life. But it's in his blood. That abundant life is in his blood, in the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Jehoshua. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your blood. I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. He wants to give you life. He wants to give it to you abundantly. That's why God wants us to come to his son. He has abundant life available. He has a fountain of abundant life. Thank you, Jesus. Not only that. He also has a fountain of oil, the oil that we need in our life as a bride of Christ for us to shine, the oil that will keep our lamb going. But also he has abundant oil, the extra oil that you and I need for his coming. We need oil in our lamb. We need our lamb to be full of oil. Plus we need the extra oil because the midnight hour. Hallelujah, gets darker. And so we need to have an extra oil. And that is the oil, that fountain of oil is Jesus Christ. That fountain of oil is Jesus Christ. He wants to fill our life. Hallelujah. With that extra oil in these last days, brothers and sisters, coming and coming soon. He don't want anyone to perish. He don't want anyone to be left behind. He loves us so much. He is reaching out for more soul to be saved. He's reaching out to bring more people to the kingdom. Oh, he's reaching out to bring more people to his kingdom. That more will come to him and escape the judgment to come. Thank you, Jesus. Those millions of people that are in the way of the great tsunami in Florida, in Miami, in Orlando. My goodness. Those people are in harm's way right now. Hallelujah. You go, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Millions of people. Hallelujah. In Florida, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. About to lose their life. Hallelujah. And you think the Lord doesn't know that? He knows that. Jesus knows that, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. He knows there are millions of people in Florida about to lose their life. So what he's doing is himself working to bring them close to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Um, according to the information I'm reading now, for that quick fact from the U.S. Census Bureau, hallelujah, in 2014, the population estimated 
1,893,297 is the estimation of the population in Florida, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. That is a, it's a lot. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. That is a lot of people. Those 19 million people, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. 19 million people are in harm way right now. 19 million people. I saw the wave this morning, 600 feet. That's what that media, that Ephraim Rodriguez has been talking about, that it's going to hit the United, it's going to hit close to Puerto Rico and create such a, a, a large wave of water up to 600 feet. It's what Jesus had shown me this morning, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And 19 million people, I'm sorry, almost 20 million people are in harm's way of 600 feet of water from this tsunami that Orlando will not be standing. No building in Orlando will be standing. No building in Miami will be standing when this water goes over Florida. 19 million people's lives are at stake right now. They don't, they don't realize that. They don't realize that 19, close to 20 million people life, innocent life, I will say, if they don't know Christ. Hallelujah. But if they know Christ, they have made their own choices. Praise the Lord. Because the Lord has been speaking to people in Florida and around the east coast of the United States to different prophet, to different messenger, that the East Coast tsunami is closer than ever, and that as soon it will be history, it will be a reality. And we need to pray. I want to ask people from any different, any other state and from different part of the world that Jesus Christ Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will keep reaching now to the people in Florida that are about to lose their life. But not only people in Florida, of the United States, that is New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Washington, Maryland, and other states are in great harm of this tsunami. Because if Boston, downtown Boston, Northeast, We'll be underwater, and one of, my, one of the pastors who's in heaven, John, my brother John, catch, not catch him, praise God, John, my brother John, who's in heaven, Pastor John, who's in heaven, told me of this great revelation of Christ to him, that he saw 100 feet away enter downtown Boston, okay? And I believe it was Peabody that that hundred feet way entered. And he saw it covering the house, the buildings. Hallelujah. And great lives are going to be lost. If by the time the tsunami gets to Boston, it's still a hundred feet away. Imagine when it hit New Jersey, which is way before, and it hit New York. And it hit Washington, Maryland, hallelujah, Georgia, great population in Georgia, brothers and sisters. 
great life in the east coast of the United States is about to be lost, brothers and sisters. And so how, so how scientists and the government are aware that this event can, can happen any minute, and they are preparing for the rest of the population. We have God, the Almighty, revealing these things to us, showing these things to us very clear that they are about to unfold, they're about to happen, they're about to occur, and we are warning people day and night. Our message has been going through day and night. My message has been asked in 2010, brothers and sisters, on, on YouTube. If you look back, how long ago the Lord had me, hallelujah, spoken these words from him, his message, this warning has gone back all the way to 2010. Many have mocked me, laughed at me, and said so many things. Many have called me for prophet and judged me and said all kinds of things about me and my ministry. Panamara has stopped me from speaking the word of the Lord. Namala, out of criticism, of the things people have said against me, has stopped me from coming forward with God's word to say it to his people, to warn people, because one million of life are lost. People are going to look back, and, and Jesus told me, they're going to call you a true prophet when these things come to pass, the Lord says. They're going to believe that these words were spoken from the Lord. That's what Jesus told me. Jesus himself told me this. Praise the Lord. They are going to look back and say, everything Brother Elby said, everything he said came to pass. Hallelujah. His ministry is of God. And many will come this way, Jesus told me. But going to lead thousands of people to where I am in, in, into Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina. We're going to lead thousands of people here. Yes, the Lord told me that. Jesus told me that himself. Hallelujah. It's because when they, hallelujah, when they see, hallelujah, the word of God fulfilled 100%, the three signs video coming to pass 100% accurate, and they see it come to pass, and they have, they'll see millions of lives lost, destroyed by the tsunami, and many thousands more millions of lives lost by the earthquakes. They're going to say, God did reveal those things to you. God did really did say those things to you, Brother Elvie. And you were just warning people. Many will say, I'm sorry. Praise to God. Oh, glory to Jesus. Oh, glory goes to Jesus. Persecution has to come, brothers and sisters. We must be persecuted. And I understand this. I said this to Jesus when he sent me to go speak his message, that I will be persecuted. There will be many coming against me. I said this to Jesus, and Jesus said, I, I have chosen you for this, he said. Chosen you for this. So he has chosen me to be persecuted for his name's sake. And I have said, amen. I said, okay, Lord, I go ahead and I will speak your message, Lord. I will go ahead and speak your word, Lord. Hallelujah. When I told him I will be persecuted, people will come against me and laugh at me and, do, and say all kinds of things. He said, yes. But I have chosen you, he says. Praise you, God. So we've been chosen for persecution. The disciples were chosen for persecution. 
Jesus told them, if they persecute me, no, they will persecute you also. They will persecute you also. So beforehand, Jesus warned his disciples that persecution, because they have persecuted Jesus, the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They will also, hallelujah, persecute them too. So we've been told, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise to God. He told them, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise to God. Praise to Jesus, hallelujah. Persecution must come, Jesus said. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going into the word now, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. He warned us, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Paul says to the Romans, 835, what will separate us from the love of Christ has, has for us him trouble, distress, persecution, hunger, nakedness, danger, or violent death separate us from his love. What will separate us from the love of God, from the love of Christ? Thank you, Jesus. Nothing well if we love the Lord, if we are in love with Jesus. We need to understand that we will be persecuted. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He says to the Corinthians, Therefore, I accept weakness, mistreatment, hardship, persecution, difficulties, suffer for Christ. It is clear when we are weak, he, I am strong. Thank you, Jesus. So we've been warned of persecution to come from our Rabbi Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Rabbi Paul, too. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He told us that we will be persecuted, brothers and sisters. That persecution must come to us, the bride of Christ. That we will be persecuted in the last days. And so it's not for us to be surprised. But it is for us, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, to know. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus, hallelujah. That we will be persecuted for his name. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Mark 10:30. For uh, by he should receive a hundred for now and this in this time, house and, and brothers and sisters and mother and children and land with persecution in the world to come eternal life. So after we are persecuted for Christ and we go through everything that we're going to go through, we will receive eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the world to come, eternal life. That's where we're heading to the millennium. Eternal life with Christ, brothers and sisters. But we must be persecuted. We must go to persecution. That's why we should not be surprised. We should not be afraid. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Because uh, Jesus told us we will go. Hallelujah. The disciples in Acts 13, 50, 50, but the Jews stood up, hallelujah, devoured, and honorable women, and the chief men of the city raised persecution against Paul, Barnabas, and stole them out of their borders. They were kicked out of, this, out of, out, out of these men's city, these Jewish city. They persecuted them. They drove them out. They were not welcome, brothers and sisters, among the Jews. Hallelujah. Because what? They preached the gospel of Christ. They preached the message of Christ and the things to come. Praise the Lord. And, and the word of the Lord cannot find place in them. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Look what Paul says to the Galatians. Five, uh, 5.11. I am brother, if ye preach uh, circumcision, why then do I yet suffer persecution? It will, will the offense of the cross see. Thank you, Lord. Paul was, was suffering persecution for preaching the cross unto them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They prefer Moses to be preached unto them. But Moses gave them the law. Hallelujah. But Jesus gave them grace, salvation through him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. So Second Thessalonians 1, 4, so that we ourselves glory in you and the churches of God for your patience and faith and all persecution and tribulation that you endure. These brothers are... are Thessalonians, bro, they endured persecution, suffering, and they were not complaining about it. And so we, so us should not be complaining when we go through persecution and all that. Thank you, Jesus, because you know what? Persecuted our master, Jesus Christ, and they crucified him. What do you think they're going to do to you and I, persons? They're going to persecute us. They're going to come against us. Hallelujah. Look what Paul says to Timothy. Second Timothy three eleven persecution affliction we came unto me and Antioch 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 are the Ocanians of Lystria what persecution I endured but out of them all the Lord delivered me he says to Timothy as an example young man Timothy was a young man he needed to hear these words of encouragement from the great apostle Paul thank you Jesus the great man of God Paul and, and, and Rabbi Paul gave him the message gave him the word look. I went through all these persecutions. I endure these things. But the Lord delivered me. Deliver me. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to deliver us from all these things, brothers and sisters, that we must go through. Thank you, Jesus. These persecution that we must go through. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we know that judgment is coming because the Lord has shown us, has said to us, it will come. Hallelujah. Second, Second Timothy 3.12. Yea, and all who will live, hallelujah, yea, all that will live godly life in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. A lot of Christians cannot suffer persecution. They'll start crying, they'll break, they'll break under persecution. I cannot do this no more, I cannot do this no more. What? We, we went wired. We went filled with the Holy Spirit to endure persecution. Our spirit, the spirit that is in us, is wired, is prepared, has been sent to us, ready to be in the, in the, with us in the midst of persecution. Not even the word we're going to speak, Jesus said, not to worry what we will say, but we will be in the middle of persecution. Look what he said to his disciples. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. When he told them that they will be hanged over to them to be put in the prison, they were driving in front of the kingdom governance for my name. Hallelujah. It will be your opportunity to testify to them. Look what persecution, the persecution among, the, among us gave us the opportunity to testify of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This persecution people have against me and my ministry gives me the opportunity to testify of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that. Uh, so made up your mind, says the Lord in this translation, not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourself. 
I will give you words and wisdom that none of your enemies will be able to oppose, hallelujah, or approve wrong. The word Jesus has given us in these last days, hallelujah, they have a tough time proving us wrong. Whoever's coming against this ministry, coming against us, coming against my life, is having a tough time proving me wrong. They can say anything they want to say, but they're really having a tough, tough time proving me wrong because they're going to see for their own eyes everything the Lord had me said and put on those videos. They're going, it's going to unfold, and they're going to see with their own eyes. And the Lord told me, when they see with their own eyes, thousands will run your way. I will bring, I will bring thousands to you. Hallelujah. Because they will know it's true. They will know it's God's message. So the Lord told me not to fear, not to be afraid, not to worry. He told me not to worry, to be in peace. Hallelujah. Not to be concerned of what they say, what they do. But to trust him, because he's going to make sure they come to pass. He's going to fulfill each and one of those signs he has given me that are in those videos on YouTube. So he told me not to worry. He told me, it is my word. It is my message. I'm going to fulfill those words. Thank you, Jesus. So persecution must come, brothers and sisters. We must understand that we must be persecuted for every single message we're given from the Lord. Hallelujah. In these last days. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. And we don't need to worry about what to say. We just got to pray, Lord, give me the word. Lord, give me the word. Give me what you want me to say to your people. And this morning when the Lord showed me that great tsunami that is going to come through Florida, I looked up. I knew by the knowledge of the Lord that the, the, the height the height of the water was 600 feet. It was a height of 600 feet. Pastor John saw that when it hit Boston, Massachusetts, the water was still 100 feet. So 500 feet, by the time it gets to New York, to Massachusetts, the water is going to come down 500 feet. When it gets to New York City, I believe I saw two to 300 feet where still hitting New York City and hitting New York. You know what? Two or 300 feet water, wave of water, how far when it hit New Jersey, the coast of New Jersey, in New York, hallelujah, some people have seen the statue of livery come down when the water hits it. Hallelujah. When two, three hundred uh, feet of water hits the statue of livery, the Lord has shown them in dreams for years now, seeing the statue of livery coming down. Okay, that statue of livery given by friends of the United States. People have seen the statue come down while they trust. It's going to come down. That idol that they have trust and worship for so many years, it's going to come down. The statue of livery, it's going to come down. And people have seen this in dreams, brothers and sisters. The statue of livery coming, a livery coming down. Hallelujah. The statue of livery measured 305 feet. Amen for that. Hallelujah. From the ground. So when that 300 feet water hits it, it will have no problem bringing it down. Hallelujah. If God wants it down, he's going to bring it down, brothers and sisters. It's what some people have seen in their dream. And, you know, this is not something the Lord told me. Hallelujah. But they have seen in their dream the statue of livery come down when the, when the tsunami hits it. The only thing I have seen, I, I did not see the statue of livery come down by the tsunami. 
but I just seen the water coming deep into New Jersey and coming deep into New York by 42nd Street. I have walked 42nd, 43rd Street in Manhattan, New York City. And when I walk in the spirit there, the wave, in my measurement, I can say with over 100 feet wave of water have come by 33rd Street. Over 100 foot wave have come in. Hallelujah. And, and, and if you were uh, in the Inspire State Building to the top, the water will hit you if you were standing at the, at the very top of the, of the Inspire State Building in New York City, in Manhattan. If you were there in downtown, uh, standing on the top of the Inspire State Building, hallelujah, with, uh, close to the weather, twin tower building came down, the water would would wash you away, would have taken you away. That how strong, that how much strong this two, three hundred way of water is going to hit New York. It's going to hit New York. It don't necessarily mean that the buildings are going to come down. But when I saw it in one, in one, in another dream, the Lord showed me, you could not see the top of the Inspire State Building, brothers and sisters. When I saw the water coming to New York, downtown New York, Manhattan, 42nd, 43rd, by 42nd and 43rd Street, um, the, the water, the two, three hundred way water, were covering all those buildings completely. Completely. I looked for New Jersey, okay? Uh, Union City, New Jersey. Union City, New Jersey, to be more specific. And when I look from that, uh, Union City, New Jersey, you can see all New York. And when the water was covering uh, Manhattan, Manhattan, I tell you that. You could see no building because the water was just covering everything. The water will be way up in, in, in the Hudson River, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, most, most, most Brooklyn will be underwater, brothers and sisters. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a, a great devastation. Uh, I also, the Lord also took me to New York. When the water already comes down, okay, and, and the water wave was down already. And you can see the seaweed from the sea. The seaweed was still on top of the buildings. You can, uh, 80 feet, 90 feet, 60 feet. You can still see the seaweed from the water. As the tsunami was covering New York City, the seaweed was on top of those buildings still. Brothers and sisters, that the water brought from the sea. And many lives in New York were lost. By this time, when the Lord showed me in New York, they could not count how much people had lost their life because of the tsunami. The authority could not tell you yet because they were still taking bodies out of the buildings, out of the homes, out of the house. And the quantity, I believe right now in New York City, I'm not sure, but I believe it is around 12 million people. Hallelujah. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. Just in New York alone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. And so uh, it's, it's going to the authority, when they go out to, 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 uh, to count how many people. Uh, I, I, right now, I'm reading that. Um, thank you, Jesus. In 2000, oh, 
not, not in a specific year. But in 2014, the population is estimated, I'm sorry I said 12 million, it's 8,491,000, hallelujah, in 79. It's a population of July 2014. So it's not even 10 million. It's not even 10 million. I apologize, I said 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. This, this is New York right there. New Jersey, hallelujah. New Jersey, uh, hallelujah. It's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Thank you, Jesus. The population in New Jersey, thank you, Lord. In 2000, hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I, this, this can be wrong. Hallelujah. I'm just, I'm the estimation. It's an estimation. I, I thought it was more for, for New York. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. If someone can find that information, to be accurate out of Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Because I'm not getting an exact amount of the amount of people um, in, in New Jersey. New Jersey. Hallelujah. Not, not getting an accurate amount. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Uh, Brother Jevon says uh, 8 million in New Jersey. Hallelujah. 8 million people. So the one in New York may not be accurate then because there's got to be more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. New York's uh, hallelujah is the, is the, will be, hallelujah, more accurate. Hallelujah. I know the whole state, the entire state will not be covered. I st- I'm still getting a million, so I don't think it's a million in New Jersey because it is a less, mi- less million in New Jersey. Less million in New Jersey of people in New York. There's more in New York. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so uh, if we have uh, close to 9 million in New York and 8 million in New Jersey, uh, we're talking about uh, 17, 17, 16 million altogether. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, 19.9 uh, million residents between the two. Praise you, God, in New York. 19. Praise you, Lord. So an estimate, you got an estimate close to 20 million people lives when this two to 300 wave of water hit New York. What I saw this morning that Jesus showed me, close to 600 feet of water, 600, okay, 600 feet of water, hallelujah, coming, thank you, Jesus, into the United States. And that, hallelujah, it's going to come through Florida, through Florida, brothers and sisters. Florida is the entrance, hallelujah, of this tsunami Hallelujah. Now, Jesus, show me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the United States. And and I knew that if the Lord would allow the 600 feet of water to hit North Carolina, hallelujah, the Lord let me, let me know that uh, although there will be 600 feet of water coming in to where I am in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, it's almost over 2,000 feet high. So the water is not going to hit Asheville, where I am. We're, we're 2,000 feet from the sea. So the water is, is only 600 feet. But Florida, Orlando, Miami, all those buildings will be wiped out. 
by the tsunami. And by the time it gets to New York, it's almost 300 feet. And by the time it gets to Boston, Massachusetts, it's 100 feet way of water that is going to hit downtown Boston. Peabody and many other cities will be underwater. When they count the death toll from Florida to Massachusetts, they will be, it's going to be in the millions. I don't have an exact number, but it's going to be in the millions of lives lost. This is why we need to pray. When I saw it, I trembled in the revelation of the Lord this morning. And the Lord, let me know, my son, I'm under control. I'm, I'm in control of this. The Lord, let me know. In the revelation of the Lord, I'm in control of this. And it's, I, I will make sure it will not get to where you are. You and, the, and my people there are going to be protected by me. You don't need to fear. The Lord, let me know. You don't need to fear because it's not going to get to where you are. You're going to be protected. Afterward, and the and the aftermath of this 600 feet wave of water that is going to come into the United States, which is soon to come, the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me thousands of people coming this way. It was from three to five thousand people coming to where I was. Thank you, Jesus. People were afraid. People were confused, shaken. How much more can how much more can I describe it? Fear was upon people, and they knew this was God, and it was they knew that is what God has said through us. What God has said to Efrain Rodriguez, what God has said to myself, what God has said to his his prophet, Sister Evelyn, prophet that I pray here. She God just gave him a word today that the economy is going to fall. Back in January of this year, if you've been listening to the Lord's Hour, I have said what Jesus said to me. Jesus said to me, the economy is going to fall this year, Jesus said to me. And I was afraid to come on the Lord's Hour and say it. And I came forward and I said, the Lord told me, the economy is going to fall. It's gonna fall. I should have not given a time, okay? I should have not given a time. But we also know that we are in the Shemitah year. Shemitah year, so far, every seven years, we have seen judgment of God when the people don't repent. We have seen great judgment every seven years. If we go back, we are in 2015. We go back to 2008, we see the falling of the economy. And if we go back seven years before that, we see 9-11 come to pass. Every seven years, we have seen judgment upon America. We have seen the judgment of God come upon this nation. And now, in 2000, according to the Shemitah year, this is another Shemitah supposed to happen this year. When the Lord gave me those words to speak, I did not know about the Shemitah year. Not even heard about it. And I tell you something, after the Lord gave me this word, and I heard about the Shemitah, I said, oh, wow. Oh, wow. This, this is incredible. This is incredible. They are going to be fulfilled. And when I went and, and I, put, I went on YouTube to get the latest prophecy from some of my brothers and sisters, and I heard Sister Evelyn talking about what God says to her to her, the economy, and, and she has, she's been a prophet for many years, and wins a prophecy too, 
God started giving her word for America too. And they've been a prophet for many years. Most of the prophecy has come to pass. People have followed them for many years and seen what they've been prophesying and how they've been fulfilled. And so the judgment of God has been spoken, confirmed through his prophet, that they are going to come. And Jesus showed me this morning, my goodness, there was great fear in the land. I knew that no state, I could not point to one state that was secure, brothers and sisters. Everyone from different states was shaking, afraid, running. People were running to where, where they thought they would be secure. Uh, people are not going to know. Once the tsunami hit, people are not going to know where to run. After they see the destruction and the death, people are not going to know. Please, Sister Maria, don't point to our date. I, I, someone was giving me a date early, and I said, no, please. That's going to confuse people. Please don't give no date. Please. A lot of people are saying September. Please don't give no date, please, because that's going to confuse people. Because if it's not September, it could be November. Thank you, Jesus. And so please uh, know that it's soon, it's close. I asked the Lord for a sign for this to come, and he gave me a sign, and he's going to fulfill the sign before it comes. When my sign is fulfilled, when, when Jesus fulfilled this sign, the sign this year, I'm going to tell you, I already told you the sign, the sign, I'm going to have my house and the land that Jesus promised me, hallelujah, this year. And when I have the land, when I have the title of the house and the land, I will let you know. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember that the Shemitah year uh, goes even since 2016. If you, if you, you want to go back and look at Jonathan Cohen, the prophet, and see that the Shemitah is between 2015 and 2016. For people that say in November, in September, I'm sorry, that really can confuse a lot of people because it goes from, from 2015 to, the, to somewhere, I don't, I, don't think, I don't know if it's April or 2016. That's where the Shemitah, uh, the Shemitah year happens. So uh, remember that uh, rabbis follow the, the Jewish calendar, not our calendar. And this is what gets a lot of people confused because it goes from 2015 to 2016. Praise the Lord. And the, the Jewish people New Year, uh, uh, I think it starts in September. I'm not sure. I will have to look for the calendar. But just to let you know, Hallelujah, that it's in, it's, it, it, it will be in the, in the Jewish New Year, the Jewish New Year. And if it starts in September, it can happen in any month of the New Year. So for people that say September, it's not accurate exactly. Because it can maybe begin in September, but it can happen any day after that. Prophet Ephraim, I don't know how many of you have seen the latest email of Prophet Ephraim. He is calling people, convoking, calling people in September to prayer. He's calling people to prayer in September. He sent me the information. Uh, I, I'm in his email list, list and he sent me uh, uh, all the latest words that he has given they are sent to me. Let me see if I have his email. It was sent to me yesterday or the day before from Prophet Israel Ministry. Uh, I'm in his email list, and I just received from, from them uh, one of the latest 
uh, email, uh, and he is calling everyone for the for this 2015 uh, uh, a convocation, a meeting of everyone that will come with him and pray, 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 pray for the judgment to come. It is a fasting and prayer, I believe it is, that they are going to have in the month of September. Amen. And you will be wise also to really uh, join them in prayer. We can join them in prayer. We have a prayer Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, Monday is without food and without water. And on Wednesday and, and Friday, you can have water, brothers and sisters. You can join us in, the, in our prayer and fasting. And we can also join our brother Ephraim. The Lord has confirmed to me that he is his prophet, his messenger, and we can join him in the month of September in fasting and prayer. We, we will have a, a day. I will have a day. I will look up the day in September when they are going to be fasting and praying so we can also join them here and, and we fast and pray with them, brothers and sisters. It, it is a serious matter, this judgment. Jesus showed me it's close. It's imminent. He told me it's imminent. He reminded me of what he said to me, that it's imminent. Praise God, and it's going to come. And as he told his prophet, if it's coming, it, you know, it's a thing because uh, Sister Evelyn, when he's talking about the, the, the falling of the economy, uh, the Lord was very serious when he said it to her. And, and, and he has said it to uh, some of his other prophets. This is very serious. It is a serious matter. A lot of people are not taking it serious. But this this upcoming judgment is very serious. This falling of the economy, the Lord is very serious. Remember that it's Jesus Christ uh, keeping the, the stock market and everything else, of course, running. But specifically, he showed me that he is the one putting money in the stock market. Obama and them are trying to destroy the stock market. Obama and his friends, have been trying to bring the U.S. economy down. But the Lord Jesus Christ, it is the one keeping the economy going. And the Lord let me know he's doing this for his church, his people that are still on earth. Hallelujah. But when he takes his bride out of the earth, he is going to take his hand and it's going to fall. And the Lord is warning us that he is about to take his hand from the stock market and it's going to fall. We're seeing that the Dow Jones uh, dropped to 500 points, dropped 500 points this week. And there's been great fear in the stock market for the investors. So, brothers and sisters, things are going to unfold very quick. I don't pay much attention to the news because I know that when Jesus takes his thing out of the stock market, it is going to fall completely. And there's nothing they're going to do because the U.S. government is not helping the stock market. They are not. They're making believe the fact that they are helping. They're not helping. Only Jesus Christ. Remember what the word of God says about the devil, the thief. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. But what did Jesus say afterwards? He said, but I came that ye may have life and have it abundantly. And that abundant life only comes under his blood when you repent. Because life is in the blood. The life of Jesus is in his blood. And when you repent and the blood cleanses you, the life of Jesus is in the blood. And the more it cleanses you, the more abundant life you receive. The abundant life of Christ is in his blood when we repent. 
brothers and sisters. If you are not repenting, you are not receiving abundant life in your life. You are saved by grace, but the blood of Jesus gives you abundant life when you are in repentance. And Jesus told me, tell my people to continue to repent daily, Jesus said to me. Tell them that. Continue to tell them that, he says to me. Last week, yes, Lord, yes. Of course, he's my master, he's my Lord, he's my God. Of course, I will continue to tell people to repent daily. Repentance must be in the top of your agenda. I don't know what your agenda looks like, but repenting must be at the top of your agenda, of your plan, of your daily life. I don't know what you do in your daily life, but repenting must be at the top of everything else. Right now, judgment is imminent, it's close, it will come to pass, brothers and sisters. The Lord is speaking to us about the judgment, the imminent judgment. Hallelujah. And we must be prepared, hallelujah, under the covering, hallelujah, under the covering of the wind of the almighty God, Jehovah God. Hallelujah. We must be under his covering. We must be under his protection. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Almighty wants to cover us, brothers and sisters, in this last day. We must have the covering of Jehovah, mighty Jehovah. It is very important that the Almighty cover us. Hallelujah. David said, I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Learn to trust in the Lord. No matter what's coming, no matter what you already see happening, no matter what the media will say, because it will be great fear coming out of the media. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. Verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fire and from the noisome pestilence, says the word of God. There are pestilence coming out of the judgment. But the Lord promised he will protect you. He will have you under his wind. Hallelujah. The Almighty, the Eternal One, will have you. Hallelujah. Under his wind. He shall cover thee with his feather. Under his wind shall thou trust. His trust shall be thy shield in thy bunker. The Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You want to be under a bunker, protected. Be under the bunker of, of the Almighty. Let the Almighty be your bunker, your protection, your shield. Let him protect you. Let him cover you under his wind. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. And once you are covered under his wind, thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that fly by day. No matter what the enemy throws against you, you will be protected. Nor of the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor of the destruction that lay away of the noonday. At the noon day, people will see destruction and they will be afraid. But God will be our protector. God will be with us, Jesus showed and told me. A thousand shall fall on thy side. Ten thousand are the right hand, but it shall not come nigh to thee. Not come nigh to thee. It will not come near us. Hallelujah. It will happen by our side, but it will not happen to us. Because the Lord is going to protect us. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. The judgment is coming for the wicked. This great 600-foot tsunami 
is coming for the wicked. It's not coming for the righteous. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Hallelujah. Because thou hast made the Lord, who is my refuge, says David, even the Most High, thy habitation. Let's make the Most High, the Almighty, our habitation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being our protection. This should not even be holy. Neither shall any plague come nigh by thy dwelling. No plague will come by thy dwelling. God will make sure we are protected. Thank you, Jesus. If we are trusting in the Lord, thank you for your anointing, Jesus. I thank you. For he should give his angel charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. His angel, his archangel, he was sent to keep us in all thy ways. His warrior's angel will be protecting us, brothers and sisters. Then they know how. They've been trained well in heaven. Praise God. And they know how to protect us. And when the Lord gives them the order to protect us, they will, hallelujah, protect us. They will do a great job protecting us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The storm is coming. They should bear thee up in their hand. This thou, hallelujah, thy fear from, hallelujah, against the storm. The storm is coming. God is going to send angel. As he said to Ephraim, I will send angel to protect them from the damage of the storm, the meteor. The meteor is coming. The storm is coming. But the Lord is going to send his angel to protect us from the storm. It is heading to earth. And the Lord is erecting and protecting and, and guiding that storm. And it's going to head near Puerto Rico. And it's going to create this mighty September full tsunami that is going to enter Florida and head to the north of Massachusetts, eastern Hallelujah, the United States is going to be underwater. 300 feet, 600 feet water entering to Florida. And by the time it gets to Massachusetts, it's going to be 100 feet to water, 100 feet to water. God have mercy. Jesus have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Why will God protect us? Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I, hallelujah, will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Just because we know his name, just because we love him. Hallelujah. He has set his love upon me. The love of God, Jesus Christ, is upon you and I. He's going to protect us. He's going to deliver us. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. And I will, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. God said he's going to deliver us. He's going to honor us because our love, hallelujah, the love of God is upon us. Jesus Christ is upon us. The love of God because we have called upon him. He's going to deliver us, brothers and sisters, from the hard time that is approaching, from the hard time that is coming. We live life outside of him and show him my salvation. Salvation comes from God. Salvation comes from the Lord. It will be shown in the last day that we are saved. We are protected by him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Almighty. The Almighty wants to protect us. The Almighty wants to keep us. The Almighty wants to deliver us. 600 feet away tsunami is going to enter Florida. It's going to go up Washington, D.C., Maryland, Georgia, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Washington will be partially underwater. Millions of life will be on stake. 
But hallelujah, we need to pray. We need to continue to ask for mercy. That God will protect his. That God will deliver his as he has promised in his word in Psalm 91. In Jesus' name, God Almighty, we pray for mercy on your people, Lord, for us to be stay protected by you, Lord. For your protection to be on us, Lord. Fulfill your sign to be. Fulfill us, Lord. Keep us protected. Deliver us from the great judgment that is coming, O oh God. That you have spoken to your prophet of flying for the three signs you have given me, Lord, over, over the three, four years, O oh God. Oh, the Lord, you said you're going to fulfill, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Protect your people, O oh God. Protect your people, O oh God. In Jesus' name, deliver them, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, for the judgment to come. Thank you, Jesus. Hear hummingbird. And hear the rest of the prophet that I'm going to play tonight. Hear Evelyn. Don't miss the, the, the prophecy, Evelyn, because she's going to talk about what the Lord said to her about the economy falling. She said very clear. Jesus said to her very clear today, the economy is going to fall. And she has been a great prophet, and her word has been come to pass over the years. Hey everybody, it's Hummingbird027 here. Today is August 22nd, 2015. Yes, it's a Saturday and I'm making a video and uh, what I have to share with you is so profound. I've been pretty much bawling my eyes out all morning. <laughs> well, not all morning, but just within the last hour of the powerful <sighs> revelation that the Lord gave to me uh, this morning. I was in prayer with the Lord, and yes, it's the Sabbath, so happy Sabbath, everybody. I was in prayer with the Lord before I crawled out of bed, and uh, I was talking with the Lord about the man-child, about the rapture of the bride and the firmament, why these are all coinciding together, and what does it really mean? And I started to ask questions of the Lord, why does all of this, why is it coming to pass right now that this is such a big deal? Even secular people who just had no belief in God before are coming to God in droves by the flat earth theory, the threat, flat earth model, I should say. So, and a lot of people are like arguing big time over this. Um, but as I pointed out in my first, I think there are five videos now, I can't even remember, it's been so chaotic these days. In the first video, I declare the doctrine of the sovereignty of Yahweh. That is Genesis chapter 1. He is the creator, and he tells us exactly and in order of how he created his creation, all of it, even us. So I'm asking the Lord, what does this have to do with all the events that are taking place right now? We are watching Bible prophecy come to pass. Isaiah 17 is about ready to be fulfilled. Isaiah 19 is in the middle of being fulfilled. Verses 1 through 4 has already been fulfilled. Verses 5 through 10 will reflect the Grand Renaissance Dam being built in Ethiopia, which will, in the tribulation, cut off 80% of the flow of the Nile into the River Delta, going out of Egypt there. Uh, we are watching Jeremiah chapter 49 come to pass with Jordan and Ammon and uh, Isis and Lebanon, Zechariah chapter 9, 
Zephaniah chapter 2. We are watching the culminations of events in the Middle East, such as Iran, that is about ready to do some really stupid things, and they're going to get their butt kicked. Um, we're talking about southwestern part of Iran. If you are in this area and you're listening to this message, you need to leave those areas because um, there's going to be a catastrophic event that is going to disperse the whole populace from those areas. Um, I would even go so far as to say those of you who live in Saudi Arabia, on the northeastern side, perhaps even the southeastern side of Saudi Arabia, probably need to leave those areas because this is going to be, in my opinion, a radiological event. Um, once Israel or whoever comes against there and destroys those nuclear facilities, uh, that radiation is going to go somewhere. And I pray to God that you call on Yahweh and you discern the truth for yourselves. We are watching all of these events come to pass right before our eyes. And now we are thrown God's sovereignty into the mix, the flat earth. Most people would prefer being called the enclosed system. It doesn't freak a lot of people out. Oh, flat earth. We were so indoctrinated um, by the Nazis that we can't even see beyond even questioning the teachings we've received since preschool. So here it is, folks. You know my stance on all of this. And so I had to ask the Lord, why does this all, why is this all interconnecting right now? What does this have to do with all of this? And um, I'm going to share with you what he showed me today. So I asked the Lord, why is the bride taken from the earth? And then the son of perdition is revealed, the Antichrist, the Antichrist. So there's been a many Antichrists um, for, you know, since it all began, but there is only one son of perdition. This is the culmination of evil, uh, 666. And what's the big deal about unbelievers uh, being led away by the lie they choose to believe? The Lord, the Lord's Spirit brought to my mind, even creation speaks of God. No one is without excuse. So I got out of bed and I had to look up what verses of scripture those are because I don't have those memorized. And so it led me to Romans chapter 1, uh, especially in verses 19 through 32. But we're going to uh, look at Romans chapter 1, verse 20. So on the BibleStudyTools.com, I went to, um, actually I used my King James Version. It's the 1611. And folks, I am not a King James only person. You need to get back into the Greek, the Aramaic, and the Hebrew if you want to know the absolute truth, okay? King James didn't have it all, folks. you got to get that through your head. But I do, that was one of the first books that was given to me, uh, the first Bible that was given to me was a reference, uh, King James Version of the Bible. And so um, one of the things that are missing from this Bible study tools is the reference to Psalms 19 and 1. So let's start first with what God's Spirit led me to, Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 20. 
For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. This is basically God saying that we can back it up, and he shows it us himself, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. God is showing people something. And this is becoming a determining factor in something else. So in my reference Bible, when it states in verse 20 of Romans 1, the invisible things of him is letter M, and it leads me to Psalms 19 verse 1. And God basically just verified it for me that what he was telling me in my prayer this morning is that the son of perdition is going to counter what Psalms 19 and 1, Romans chapter 1, and some other verses we're going to get to in a few minutes. Shows his handiwork, folks. You cannot go against the word of God. He will show you things. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Unbelievable. Okay.